Now, what am I good at? I can shred on the drums, and I'm a marketing whiz. Okay, man, I'm reeling in. Reel it in this time, all right? Reel it in. Reel it in, slow and steady. Don't reel it in this time, it'll be a leg away from the world title. I'm Parker Dietz. I'm Tom Logan. And you're listening to Reel It In, the podcast for marketers who like other stuff too. Today we're talking about TikTok, the video sharing platform that has decimated my personal productivity, but has presented itself as a huge opportunity for brands. To help tell that story, we'll be meeting with Oliver Silzer, manager of strategic partnerships at TikTok. Tom, we did it. We started a podcast. We started a pod, the pod father. <laughs> yeah, I feel like starting a podcast is something that everyone has to do at least once in their life, like visit the Grand Canyon or try kombucha. But we finally did it. We're here and we are excited to be broadcasting to the world. Should we tell the audience a little bit about what the name means? Reel it in. Yeah, it's pure magic. There's a, a couple different things, and, and some of these might be a reach, but we really like the way it sounds. Um, so we're going with it. If you're wondering, we went without a name for this podcast um, for a very long time, and we, we finally decided on one today. And that is Reel It In. So for one, it is a fish pun, and we love fish here at Coley. Our logo is a fish, and we try to make bad jokes about fishing every single day. Fresh Catch is the newsletter that you do such a great job with. Yeah. Thanks for the plug. Fresh Catch. Subscribe to the Fresh Catch newsletter. Go ahead and smash that subscribe button. Go ahead and smash that subscribe button. <laughs> um, yeah, so fish puns. That's number one. Number two. Two. You know, the goal of any marketer is, is to reel in those customers. Am I right? So we're going to try to help you reel in those customers. Reel it in. And we're going to do that by sharing helpful tips, things that we've learned working with clients here at Coley and especially through our very, very intelligent guests that we'll have on. And third, Tom and I have agreed that we will always go on tangents about random things, specifically um, late 90s comedies, um, the work of Jason Sudeikis on Ted Lasso, and as much Will Ferrell as we possibly can. And oftentimes we might need to remind ourselves to, hey, buddy, reel it in. Reel it in. Reel it in. That's probably um, the most important of the three, honestly. You know, that's probably the only point that's really going to get driven home is that these guys need to need to pipe down. To land the plane. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, what do you think about our first interview with Oliver? I thought our interview was great. Oliver is a really insightful dude, just uh, a great evangelist for TikTok as a platform, clearly trying to make some very important points that, that, uh, that he and the TikTok team have been facing or challenges they've been facing, right? They're trying to address the demographic item. We're, we're clearly a lot broader than Gen Z. We're not just a Gen Z platform. And also friction around getting started. What, where, where do I find content that I can actually use? What types of content is going to perform best? Uh, to me, those are the things that, that really stood out. And as we've seen uh, from independent reporting parties as of late, people are really starting to buy on TikTok. So you know, I'm, I'm just excited about what our, our own clients and, and clients in the future will be able to do on the platform. Yeah, exactly. And I think the real benefit there is, is like you said, for our clients, I think there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of trepidation when dealing with a new platform that you haven't advertised on yet. And I think that being able to hear from someone who, who actually works directly at TikTok is, is so valuable. Like as a marketer myself, being able to have connections inside these different these platforms and 
on in these different channels is so helpful because you can really get analysis paralysis very quickly um, in deciding what to do. I mean, ultimately, what what uh, Oliver's job is, and you know, what we're encouraging our clients to do is just to get started, give it a shot in any way possible, right? And then from there, learn and and uh, start to incorporate those learnings to to build an actual strategy that works. And we know the opportunities there, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've we've seen some some of our own clients have a lot of success. Um, I we're just seeing a lot of you know, demographic penetration within our personal communities. Like, you know, my mom is on TikTok. Um, you know, my, my sister, my brother, my cousins, I learned, um, a TikTok hack that I tried this morning. I tried to poach an egg in the microwave. Um, it, it exploded. And then I, I went back and read the comments. Um, a lot of them were, Hey, this blew the door off my microwave. So do not try that unless you have the exact wattage of microwave that the, the original video was using. Mine was a little bit too strong and I had yolk all over my tea kettle. That is okay. Have we really made it this far in this conversation without you talking about going viral recently on TikTok? I don't really like to toot my own horn, but since you brought it up. <laughs> yes. You've already been talking for 90 seconds and you haven't brought up your viral TikTok video. What is wrong with you? I am world famous. I have achieved right around 80,000 views on a video of me singing Picture by Kid Rock and Sheryl Crow in my kitchen. Well, singing is an interesting way to put it. It was more of screaming at the top of my lungs, um, but it was a really interesting experience. I threw it up and that was like my eighth video and none of them got any traction, but this one for some reason really resonated. And it was funny because all of the comments were people in their 50s and 60s commenting how much they love that song. So I don't believe they watched the whole video because the beginning of the video is just the normal music video. And at the very end is me. So I think they just heard, heard that song and, and got really excited, but I don't blame them because it it's is one of the greatest songs Cheryl of all time. Crow and Cheryl Crow has a very loyal following across all platforms. Yeah. I'm a crow head. Are you a crow head? Oh, of course. Yeah. I had a strong feeling you were, you were really into Cheryl Crow. We'll have to get her on to the, uh, the next episode of the podcast here. Hopefully she knows a thing or two about omni-channel marketing strategies. <laughs> anyway, I think that's enough rambling for now. Let's roll into our interview with Oliver Silzer from TikTok. All right, we are here with Oliver Silzer from TikTok. Oliver, how are we doing today? Pretty good. It's pouring rain here in New York, but other than that, pretty, pretty good. It's uh, It's pouring really hard here in Michigan too. Um, my dad would say the plants need it. We're so excited to have you here today. Um, for those of you listening at home, Oliver is the strategic manager of partnerships at TikTok. Um, and he's with us today to talk a little bit about TikTok best practices, how brands can get involved, really give us an, an insider look at, at TikTok and what better way than to, to hear it straight from the horse's mouth. So we're so excited to, uh, to have you here today and, and we can't wait to get started. Yeah, yeah, flattered to be here, um, human. But you know, we're going with horse for the sake of this conversation. <laughs> yeah, so I guess before we jump into some of these these questions we wanted to ask you today, uh, would you mind giving a, like a brief overview of of what you're handling over at TikTok? Yeah, absolutely. So um, in September of 2020, we launched our TikTok marketing partner program, 
Um, we're working to build an ecosystem of uh, savvy and advanced partners who really understand how to get at the heart of TikTok across a variety of functions from uh, audience to measurements, um, all the way through to creative and media buying. So what I uh, specifically focus on is helping build out uh, the creative partnerships arm of our, our partnership program, um, predominantly focused on North America, but working with teams globally to help identify who these partners are, educate them on TikTok, bring them on board and make sure that we're collaborating in a way that is not only healthy for our business and for our partner's business, but is ultimately driving a ton of success for our advertisers um, and making the general experience and performance on TikTok a lot more efficient. That's awesome. And it's been great um, working directly with you on, on the Coley side of things. Great. One and, of and our that, first partners. Yeah, it, it was an honor and, and everyone was delighted with that. And we're all huge fans of TikTok and, and having a TikTok as a partner is great for, for Coley employees because we can just watch TikToks all day and, and say we're doing market research. But I think it, it's a great time to be talking about TikTok um, because it, it's everywhere. Um, it's completely taken over. I'm obsessed. As, as I said, I'm crushing, you know, three, four hours of TikTok a day. I was, uh, I was walking through my kitchen the other day and, and my mom was sitting on the couch and from her phone, I heard like, I was like, that is a TikTok song. I only hear that on TikTok. And I, I said, what are you, what are you doing? And she said, I'm just, you know, watching TikToks. And I said, that's amazing. Um, so everyone's kind of doing it. Love that demographic and, penetration. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I, I think, your mom follow you, Parker? does she follow me? Yeah. No, not yet. She, is that uh, intentional? It's really not because she follows me on everything else, but uh, I might let her in. I mean, I, I have recently gone viral, so um, I'm more of a public figure now um, and, and my TikTok life isn't, isn't very private. So I think uh, everyone's allowed to follow me now. Hey, if you're having a private life on TikTok, uh, you probably shouldn't be on this platform. <laughs> the whole idea is generate content, get as many eyeballs as you can and, and spread, spread the good word of whatever it is you're doing. So seems like you're doing the right thing. Yeah. And that's, that's what I love about TikTok. Honestly, it's not like these, these, um, you know, it's not a private Instagram feed that you're kind of just sharing photos of your, your friends and family to other friends and family. Like you can tell when you're on there, the whole point is to create something and, and put it out to the world, right. And get as many people to see it as possible. And, and like right now, specifically TikTok is, is everywhere. And it's, you know, relatively, I think, as far as social platforms, people have been using um, definitely one of the newer ones. And, and with that, there's a little bit of mystery and, and mystique around, around the platform. So I guess, what are the, the major misconceptions that, that you hear around TikTok? Yeah, absolutely. You know, first and foremost, um, I think understanding uh, what our audience looks like. So, you know, oftentimes you hear that people think we're, we're a platform for only Gen Z, for example. But the fact is that we have a really robust audience across different age demographics. Look at your mom, for example, my mom as well. Moms love TikTok. Um, so I, I think, you know, that just speaks to the power of the platform is that there is a huge diversity of audience across all major age segments, um, which allows the, the platform to be so robust and so diverse in that culture. Um, another misconception I think often happens the type of content on TikTok. You know, I think because years ago, when, when people started hearing about TikTok, a lot of the the culture was based on, on dance and music and lip syncing. And while that's also relevant on, on our platform, I can't tell you um, how many different subcultures there are on the platform that different people are talking about and different sorts of content that people are consuming. I hear it from my friends all the time. One person's got like 
medical and dog TikTok, you know, political and cooking TikTok. And it, there's just so many different cultures within the overarching portfolio that you can really find and engage with different types of communities, but also, you know, with a few clicks and a few likes, get yourself into a new pocket of exploration and culture. So I think those are just some of the elements that make the platform really exciting. And lastly, I'd say, you know, I think one of the big misconceptions on TikTok is that it's for a specific person. But, uh, you know, as I think the age demographic point would show and the subculture demographic point would show, um, there's really something for everybody on TikTok, whether you are a consumer, a brand, someone who wants to create content or just passively consume it, um, you know, getting in there and getting on it. Uh, you know, everybody I know who's started has ended up staying and really finding something that they can sink their teeth into. I think that's what makes the platform so powerful, so compelling, and also um, really giving that sense of community, especially after a difficult year like 2020. I do want to talk a little bit about uh, Gen Z and how advertisers are starting to think about reaching that demographic. Totally get that the platform is absolutely for a variety of different demos, but like I saw the, the CEO of Amex came out this past week saying that like Gen Z was now their most strategic demo, right? Mm -hmm. They're talking about how in 10 years, it's going to be the Gen Zers, I think they're calling them Zoomers, are going to own the global economy and, and ultimately, you know, right at that 10 year mark, start to surpass millennials in terms of like aggregate spend by generation. So how are advertisers thinking about reaching that demo on TikTok? Yeah. And, you know, speaking to that demo and also just kind of what I think TikTok has, has brought to uh, the short form content and social sort of realm in general is a sense of authenticity and honesty. Yeah. Um, you know, gone are the days uh, where you're just hammering someone over the head with the same kind of bland um, and, and I don't want to say dishonest, but um, perhaps disingenuous messaging that is coming across um, in a lot of older advertising. People don't want to hear that everything is, is perfect and that everything is clean and that the experience is untouchable and nothing's wrong. Um, people right. want to be honest with themselves. They want to connect in a genuine way. And whether you're a brand that wants to present yourself as humorous or inspiring or honest or mm -hmm. um, real, whatever that sort of approach is that you want to take or combination of approaches, um, that's the sort of culture that resonates on our platform. And I think um, just in, in from my understanding and the reading I do about the marketing world in general, that's something that really matters um, to the, especially the younger audience. So think, you know, younger millennials and, and Gen Z or Zoomers um, as you you so nicely put it. Um, <laughs> that's that's what they want to see. They want to see brands that are coming to them in an authentic way um, and and reaching out to them as as a person, um, not as just a, a, a dollar sign. And yeah. I, you know, overall, aside from it, it's 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 not it's not surprising that that's sort of where the two things really intersect. That's what people want. That's what TikTok is providing a medium for, and that's what I think brands should really strive to do. Um, kudos to those who have, and a real opportunity for those that haven't. Yeah, well, it's so interesting to think about Gen Zers and, and how they've grown up through their like these like transformative years, right? Think about going through your teens with all of these social networks, these social channels, and they're not even using SMS to communicate with their friends. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of them are using TikTok and not even necessarily through video. It's more of the chat function. Yeah. So, you know, it, it makes sense that their authenticity or BS meter is like pretty crisp. They grew up on these channels. Yeah. They know what's real. Yeah, they've seen it all. They've done it all. They've probably clicked on a million different things. And yep. at the end of the day, they they also have values in terms. You know, everybody's values in terms of things, but they have a big focus on 
um, justice and, and social concerns and the environment. And some of these things that are really important, especially to the younger generation, are things that require a bit of honesty and a bit of reality. Um, and they're not just things that can be swept under the rug with a happy peachy message. But I think, you know, at the same time, while, while that requires some reassessment and rejiggering of how you're presenting your brand, um, you can still do so in a way that shows the positivity and the, the strong importance of your brand, but doing so in a way that is, again, honest and, and sincere in the message that it's putting across. Yeah, and a, a really interesting point about, and I, I see to be true all the time, is that like, especially on TikTok, the, the authentic content tends to win uh, or tends to resonate better. Putting yourself in a, the shoes of like a marketing team, authenticity, I think, is, is one of the, the hardest things to, to capture because it's quite literally the, the definition of authenticity is the opposite of what you're doing is, is you're staging or, or, or putting on display how you want your, your brand to look or what you want this campaign to look like. What I'd like to know is what advice would you give to marketing teams who, who know that you need to be super authentic on, on TikTok? And, and want to have that authenticity in their content, how would you advise them to, to capture that authenticity and, and put it on display? Sure, yeah. Um, you know, first and foremost, I'd ask them all to think about their brand um, and their consumers and who they're engaging with and the content that they're putting forth and some of their core values and just be able to step back and say, hey, you know, aside from, from you know, being a profitable company um, and giving people good products or services or whatever that is, what are some of the things that we as a company really care about? How do we want to present ourselves? How do we believe our brand? Is our brand one that takes you know, uh, an approach where we are making good jokes and we have humorous advertising, something like Geico? Um, you know, maybe it's different where you say, you know, we want to be real enthusiastic and real honest about what's important to people. You know, you've seen Google and Apple doing some of that messaging where it's about you know, true, genuine human connection. So I think just thinking aside from, hey, this is our product, more of a who are we is a great first step in assessing that. I'd also recommend spending some time on the platform. There's no better way to understand what sort of messaging and content one can be putting forth than getting involved um, in the community itself. You'll see amazing ideas. You'll see other brands. You'll see individuals creating awesome content. You'll see all different types of styles and approaches. And I think familiarizing yourself with the type of content uh, that's on the platform, but more importantly, the full scope of the type of content on the platform will allow you to see it um, in a much more wholesome light. And then lastly, I'd say, generally speaking, everyone's got to find their voice. It's hard to walk into a new medium or new channel and just come in, you know, unequivocally saying, this is exactly who we are. This is exactly what we do. You know, we're a, we're a new platform. There's a new audience here. There's a new way of connecting. Um, and we're kind of rewriting the rules on the way people are doing marketing. So I'd ask people to come in with an open mind, see what you like, test and learn, um, try different approaches, work with different creators, um, collaborate with different companies um, to really find your voice on the platform. Don't come in saying, you know, this is unequivocally who I am and what we're going to do. Say, who are we to this community? Um, who are we as a company and what we believe in? And how do we make sure those two are coming across in a really um, positive light? I've heard you talk in the past about the value of joining the conversation organically, oftentimes before you even get involved in a paid capacity or simultaneously, just to start to understand on more of like a micro level, like, hey, this is, this is what's being shared. This is what's connecting. Um, this is a type of content that people want to digest. So it makes sense to do them congruently. Yeah. 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 It's, it, it's about getting involved. I think, right. you know, as in times with, anything for that matter, you know, sometimes looking at something as a distance, you know, 
you're looking at a pool saying that deep end looks scary. I don't know if I'm going to jump in, you know, there's only really one way to figure out, you know, jump in, start swimming around and you realize how much of a good time it is, how much opportunity there is. And honestly, how much better the experience is for, for parties on all side when it's coming across in a, in a genuine and honest and open way. I think that that's such a great point about spending time in the app. It reminds me of a couple of things. I've for a while, I was, I was take, taking over the, uh, the Coley Instagram. We have this amazing intern named Angela and Instagram's not really my jam personally. I don't spend that much time in it. Um, and so like, I was always kind of felt like a fish out of water there. Like I didn't really know how to make a post or like what, like the trends on Instagram or anything like that. And she took it over and she's a big fan of Instagram and has done such a better job than me. And I also found the same thing with Twitter. I used to, last time I used Twitter was back in like high school. Um, I recently redownloaded it and got going again. And I felt like I was 75. I texted my friend and said, how do I compose a tweet? And he said, it's the feather in the bottom right corner. I said, that is not in very intuitive, but I figured it out. It's once you spend time on TikTok, you start to understand exactly what this is for, the types of content people are looking for. Um, and that ultimately is going to translate into your, your paid strategy um, and, and help guide you um, as to what types of content to, to create for your brand and what types of content to test. Yeah. Um, if you figured out TikTok, if you got, if you got one that's going viral already. So I guess we know who's going to be running the Coley account now. Yeah. That's, that's interesting actually, because the video that ended up going viral for me was posted by my friend and it didn't do any numbers. And I was like, this is such a, a wasted opportunity because this video is amazing. I, I, I repurposed it on my own account and just did a, a couple extra hashtags. And next thing you know, woke up. I had 60,000 views. It's a weird thing to wake up to. You weren't planning on, but. <laughs> Can you tell us what you tweeted? I tweeted the Star Wars prequels weren't that bad. Okay. That's what, what you redownloaded. That's going to be a lot of people on your side and a lot of people against you. Yeah. I know. I personally feel like the prequels are, are not that bad. You know, they get you have it. to have a hot take in life. No one's going to listen. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you, I'll take Darth Maul any day of the week. He is amazing. You re-downloaded Twitter to say that. Of course. Yeah, just I tweeted a few things since then. <laughs> just stir the pot. <laughs> yeah, and then deleted it right after and got out of there. Yeah, 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 exactly. I about this. I'm out of here. <laughs> I, I tweet like once every three weeks. The other day I tweeted, uh, tonight at the movie theater was the best night I've had in a long time. People say, seem to resonate with that the, one. The Cheesecake yeah. Factory line? Exactly. I figured. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I touched on a little bit, but testing specifically, you know, because at Coley, a big thing for us is we're, we always encourage brands to to generate a diverse set of of content pieces and then and then test those like crazy across all your channels and really understand what resonates in a in a paid capacity specifically. Is there anything you would recommend on on the testing front? Do you think it's more of just consistently posting, or is it? trying a, a bunch of different things that, you know, might be quite, quite different from each other to, to figure out what aspects of, of each resonated, just basically like what, as far as testing goes, do you recommend for a brand to best understand what, what's resonating with their audiences? Yeah. You know, first and foremost on, on TikTok content is, is the key, right? Uh, on certain other channels, you can do a million types of uh, bid manipulations and keyword manipulations and targeting approaches. And while all of that is welcome um, and available for you on TikTok, the, the thing that's going to be most important is that you have quality content 
because the same way that happens organically, our algorithm is determining what sort of content is best resonating with people and what do people have a proclivity to engage with. So, you know, I would, I would really recommend that brands that are uh, new to TikTok or are trying to platform out for the first time take uh, an approach that's considerate of that. They want to put out co quality content. Now, uh, there is, quality is, can be defined in a little different ways. That doesn't necessarily mean come in with, you know, high-end studio polish, um, you know, million-dollar budget work. But at the same time, you do need to strike a balance between, hey, this, this content is, uh, is engaging and it's stimulating and it'll draw eyeballs. On top of that, you want to balance that with a frequent amount of posting. You know, our algorithm can send a post from three weeks ago. It, it picks up some steam and all of a sudden it has a million views. So I think it's about finding the balance between, um, you know, putting out content at a pretty, pretty frequent rate, um, but not just putting out content for the sake of it. Think about what you want to put out. Um, think about how that's going to resonate with people. Um, think about how that's portraying your messaging. And to, to your point earlier, try different things. You know, there isn't a one size fits all approach to TikTok. It's about finding your voice and your niche on that. Um, and so continuing to say, I'm going to put forward content. I'm going to be in tune with the trends. I'm going to try different things. I'm going to go out on a limb and, and be a little creative and be a little uh, honest um, in, in how I'm approaching this, I think is really the key to success. And then, you know, at the same time for brands, you know, using a paid strategy is super helpful. Your organic reach could, could skyrocket, but it could also not. And so being able to say, hey, we're here, we're creating great content, we have a great message to get across to you, taking advantage of some of our advertising options, whether that's auction in feed or one of our reservation buys, is just another chance for you to get your message out in a more direct way, reach many more people and then show you know, the broader community, this is what you're here, this is what you're about, and this is what you want to connect on. Yeah, and so to expand on that, you know. We've established the the best practices or the recommendations and, and what is going to lead to videos that that will end up performing on on TikTok. Hopefully, right? It's authenticity is is super important. So, moving past that, what do you think is are some of the best options for actually creating that content? Right? Because I know like Nerf famously has the the chief TikTok officer, this this uh, this college student um, who's putting out awesome stuff. Couple other brands are are doing that, um, kind of making like positions um, for TikTok creators. So I don't I don't think that's the recommendation for for every brand quite yet. But but uh, that's just one that I've seen. So what what are the different options for for creating content? Sure, I think there's a variety of ways to go. Um, you know, you can do everything from taking the existing content you have and reformatting it for TikTok to collaborating with direct directly with creators. Um, you know, so so you really need to think about how do I want to put my content forward? Um, you know, I'd say at the end of the day, it's really important to put out content that looks and feels like TikTok. You don't want to be necessarily taking your 30 second TV commercial and bringing that on the platform because it's not going to fit the look and feel of TikTok. So we recommend, you know, working with some of the amazing creators we have on the platform. We also have amazing partners like yourselves that help tap into an even broader network of creators and individuals who can create content where it's not necessarily about, hey, I'm the biggest name on the platform, but hey, this is a really great piece of content. And this is something that is going to resonate with a lot of people and something we're able to get efficiently and at scale. Um, so I think finding, identifying those people, um, whether it be through partnerships or creators directly, um, or even other, other partners we have that produce quality TikTok work um, and tapping into that and seeing how you can best collaborate with those companies to 
bring your ethos and your vision here, but also allow the partners and the creators our partners work with um, to develop content that's really going to resonate and fit the vision of the platform. And that's why we work so closely together, right? It's because we know that there's a really unique opportunity to drive success for brands if they're starting to get comfortable with the platform. And we want to make sure that everyone who's advertising on the platform or even posting organically understands how that's done. Um, and then, you know, lastly, I'd say uh, empower your employees. You know, uh, if, you're, if you're a company with a lot of different people and some of them are interested in TikTok, well, I wouldn't say give them the keys and then necessarily you know, turn your head um, and let, let them run wild. Um, you know, I also think it is an interesting opportunity to say, you know, there's all these great resources we have, but whether it's ideation or content creation or even just testing against other variables, um, you know, what do, what, do, what do the teams we have at our resources, what are they capable of? What are they interested in? So, you know, I think the big thing is, is not coming to TikTok and saying, I'm not familiar with this platform. I'm not familiar with this format. I don't know if it really fits our brand. It fits every brand and it's here for every brand and every brand can find success here. I think it's just a matter of collaborating with the right parties um, to bring those visions to life and do so in a way that, that speaks to your brand and your core values, but at the same time, um, is reminiscent and it embodies what makes TikTok so great. Yeah, that's beautifully said. It's inspiring. First podcast, I'm trying to nail it. <laughs> this is like my 100th, 200th podcast. Um, seems to me the most important thing is, is you know, make TikToks, right? Yep. And, and not ads. And I know that's the, uh, the tagline, but it's very true, right? It's, it's um, you're not going to, you're not going to win on those ads in most cases with, you know, this beautiful uh, Samsung Galaxy commercial where the phone is sliding across the table or whatever it is, you know, it's really going to be these authentic ones. And, and I've even seen local car dealerships with, I, I think, I assume it's people who work at the car dealerships are, are walking through the lot and just like messing around. Um, and it's a, a car dealership up the road and they're literally advertising the, the price of Corollas to me. That so, Corolla, that Corolla is on your mind because of that geo-targeted TikTok ad. I know. And that fuel economy, hard to argue with. Can't beat it. Yeah. <laughs> all right well we are uh we're approaching time here it was it was really great to have you uh, before we send send you on your way and and let you get back to your your life for all the brands um listening at home and, and advertisers and marketers that are, are curious about tiktok you know haven't really got started yet or, or have only got started a little bit what do you think is the the main takeaway for them the main thing that that they should bring home with them at, after listening to this yeah, I think it's a that TikTok is an opportunity. Uh, it shouldn't be viewed as a challenge. TikTok is not a place I have to be. It's not a place that um, you should feel intimidated by. It's a, it's an opportunity. It's it's a new platform um, connecting with a super broad audience in a very different way um, and a very authentic way. And I think when you come to TikTok, you should see it as such. Um, not look at it as this is another place where I have to um, invest my time and resources, but an opportunity to connect with a, a very diverse and very engaged audience um, in a way that helps you show your brand in the best and most real light possible. Um, and that's ultimately what's going to drive success and what I think is going to resonate with people. Um, it resonates with people now, and I think it will continue to resonate with people. So, you know, with that in mind, um, I recommend, recommend coming in, trying out the platform, familiarizing yourself with what's happening here and the culture around it, um, and then beginning to play. You know, get involved, uh, get your hands in the dirt. Um, there's no better way to really understand TikTok than spending some time on it. Ensure that once you do, 
um, you'll walk away from it saying, uh, wow, I should have been doing work for the last hour because there was so much awesome stuff on there. I couldn't start, stop watching. And two, this is the sort of content that we should be making for our brand because we realize the opportunity to connect with consumers. Yeah. Moral of the story, spend some time on TikTok. You'll learn something. You'll have a lot of fun. I certainly do every time. Oliver, it was so great having you. Thank you so much for doing this. Love working with you and the TikTok team. If you want to get in touch with Oliver, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll link to his uh, LinkedIn in the description. Oliver, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. And if you're looking for content, don't forget to hit up Coley. They do some awesome work. <laughs> thank you. They did not pay me to say that. <laughs>